Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We're new to filming. We're just like a couple episodes in. I don't think we'd been filming for even a month at that point. And we weren't getting the scene that you guys wanted. And I understand how this works. I've been on camera for many, many years and many times prior to that. So I'm like, I'm just going to give you what you want. Tell me what you want me to do. And I will do it so I can rap. And you're like, put these on. And you handed me eight or nine inch stilettos by Gucci. Open toe, beautiful. But I also think I said, huh, just promise me this isn't going to be like, the way people think of me for all times and like an opening scene. And you're like, I can't promise you that, but I'll try. Opening scene, me <laughs> walking to my pool in stilettos. <laughs> that is all Carlos, yes. And I'll be honest with you, it did make my legs look super hot. Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Danielle Staub right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. I've executive produced top-rated programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Additionally, I have created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, OWN's number one rated love and marriage franchise, and TV One's Hollywood Divas, just to name a few. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. On today's podcast, Reality with the King, I got someone that I consider to be one of the greatest housewives of all time. She was actually number 10 on my list, honey. That's right. I'm talking about the iconic legend herself, Danielle Staub. Look, I love me some Danielle. As you all know, I produced the first two seasons of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I was Danielle's producer season one. Season two, she told me not to come to her house, child. We talk about that. We also talk about her experience being on the show, how I feel she doesn't get the credit she deserves for the success 
of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes, Teresa is an icon and a legend, and I love her too. However, I think Danielle needs to get the same exact credit as Teresa because they both made the show a hit. And that's coming straight from me. We also get into her relationship with Melissa Gorga and whether or not she was fired after pulling Margaret's hair. Yes, honey, we talk about it all. So without further ado, get into my conversation with my girl, Danielle Staub. Where were you when you found out that I coined you as number 10 of the greatest housewives of all time? Literally sitting about right where I am now, and I'm sipping my tea as I am now. And I'm looking at my phone, let's pretend it's here. And I'm like, huh, I got an alert. Carlos King, wait, what? Page six, what? What's happening? (laughs) And I'm like, holy shit, finally. He's like, someone's speaking for me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so honored. I nearly fell off my chair. I ran around like wanting to tell somebody, but when you're alone, it's not as like, it doesn't have as big of a wow, but it can today. Like I can tell everybody today. I think I reposted it like 30 times. I didn't even know what pages I was reposting it from. I just ran with it because not for nothing. It's huge to me. You came into my life the same time. We, our lives collided on the show. Yes. And without you, just like you said, there would be no season two without me in season one and no table flip and without all that, there would have been none of that without you because you were holding my hand, guiding me. I mean, we were 14, 18 hours a day sometimes going to it. Let me tell y'all. So I was an associate producer. You guys know this story. My first reality show was The Real Housewives of Atlanta in 2008. And I did that during the summer. I was called to do The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And you guys know that I was assigned to NeNe Leaks on Atlanta. And on New Jersey, I was assigned to Danielle Staub. That's right. (laughs) And we instantly fell in love. And that opening shot of Danielle wearing the heels, going to the pool, was my idea. It was all your idea. I mean, (laughs) I have taken, so many people have said, you you know, you could have just like worn flats or flips. That's what people do. I'm like, in my mind, I would say every time in reply, but never publicly. Like, bitch, I wore (laughs) flip-flops. They made me put these on because it was either that or we would keep filming until we found something that with that wow factor. So here's how it went. I was getting my, um, you know, my monthly, you know, a little visitor and I was becoming very cranky and hangry and (laughs) we're new to filming. We're just like a couple episodes in. I don't think we'd been filming for even a month at that point. And we weren't getting the scene that you guys wanted. And I understand how this works. I've been on camera for many, many years and many times prior to that. So I'm like, I'm just going to give you what you want. Tell me what you want me to do and I will do it so I can rap. And you're like, put these on. And you handed me eight or nine inch stilettos by Gucci. Open toe, beautiful. But I also think I said, huh, just promise me this isn't going to be like, the way people think of me for all times and like an opening scene. And you're like, I can't promise you that, but I'll try. Opening scene, me (laughs) walking to my pool in stilettos (laughs) 
That was all Carlos, yes. And I'll be honest with you, it did make my legs look super hot. Well, Danielle, you're hot. And that was the thing because Danielle was the divorcee on the show. Freshly divorced. It it was like on the heels of it. And when Carlos King is assigned to you, we're going to make iconic moments happen. And I knew that I wanted to make sure that the moment you saw Danielle Staub, it had to be memorable. So thank you for trusting me. You and I were a great team. To be honest with you, if they had assigned me anybody else, it wouldn't have gone the same way. I get where you're coming from when I meet people or they meet me at my level. And you met me at my level. You knew what I needed to make me shine. And I couldn't have felt comfortable doing that and owning my own sexuality and sensuality and and my, you know, my hotness. Like I was in my 40s. But I think that, you know, it's just so many times that, you know, like you and crew will get unnoticed for the things that they've done. I've always tried to acknowledge the fact that, like, You guys made me shine. You were there every day to make me shine. Talk to me about that first season, because one thing that I revealed on my podcast is I was the one who went underneath the table to hand you the book that you placed on the table. But prior to that, talk to the audience about how you even discovered that there were conversations about this book unbeknownst to you that the other cast members were shooting scenes about it. The discovery of the book came about, quite frankly, because I was told by Jacqueline, you know, that um, it was circulating and that Dina had been at the helm of that. And it didn't matter how it came about. I was grateful that I knew about it because here I am living a life different from when I was 19 and 20 years old. And... um, you wouldn't think you'd be judged for something you were you did when you were a kid. You'd think you'd be patted on the back for surviving it. Or maybe just, like, curious. How did you get through something like that? And did Jacqueline tell you off-camera first? Yeah. You kept that a secret for a long time, Danielle. I, I kept a lot of secrets. I still have a lot of them vested because I'm just not that person. But there's a point in my life that I've gotten to now where I realize this is not in any way... Um, an act of getting back at somebody. It's just, I'm not going to carry their load anymore. It's a lot of it was put on me because I didn't speak up. You found out the other women were talking about the book. Tell the listeners how, once you learn that this book was a topic of conversation, it was your idea to bring the book to the finale. Not the producers, it was Danielle. 100%. So I'll never forget you actually trying to talk me out of it in an in an, in a in a way that would have benefited protecting me like do you really want that out there kind of way because what they're saying ain't nice and i'm just trying to let you know when you asked me so what are we going to do i said i think i'm going to bring the book and just find out if ever anyone would like to ask me questions being as i'm the only other person besides the author that would have had that experience and you have access to me. So why not ask me if it's about me? I knew it was going to cause what it caused. I am smart enough to know that. And remember how we were like, you were like, but Carlos, I can't walk in with the book. And then you were like, I'm going to have a purse. I said, you know what? Put the book in your purse. When you come to the restaurant, call me 
I'll meet you outside while they'll mic you up. Hand me your purse because you can't walk in with this big ass book. We, we were shooting for maybe an hour or two and, you know, nothing was happening. And then we were like, you know what? It's time for the book. So then I leave Video Village, where all the producers are. We went on a little break. We all had to tidy up. I knew what was coming. And I knew you were setting the stage for it. And I also knew that there were still people that didn't leave the dining area and were at the dining table. And it was going to be a little difficult for you to do it without people still sitting there. So I'm the last to enter after the break. And when I sit down... You see me reach under the table, just that same motion, and boom. And the timing was just brilliant. All of a sudden, all the cameras start realigning. And that's when I'm like, yeah, it's time. Just pick up that book, bam. Not a word said. No, not a word said for, for, for like maybe, well, like a, in a comfortable 30 minutes. And then finally, the ice was broken. And you had a table flip in your direction. So when Teresa flipped that table... What were you thinking? Because, Danielle, what I tell people is, prior to that, Teresa was sort of like the underdog. Like, no one looked at Teresa as being the force she is today. So when she flipped it, what were you literally thinking in that moment? Oh, flashes of warnings from a few of the ladies. You know, you don't want to piss her off. She'll she'll flip. Did you think in that moment that this would be the end of your friendship with Jacqueline. Although she defended you and had your back, did you think in that present moment that this would be the end because you and Jacqueline were such good friends at that time? I I knew that we were already moving away from that um, friendship because I, I would never stand in the way of family and I felt her need to be a part of that family so desperately. And who wouldn't? I thought that she was... And still is, you know, a quality human being. I don't think she knows very well how to express herself sometimes. And it's frustrating to her. And that's okay. Doesn't make her a bad person. Just means, you know, our journeys and our friendship came to a an empath at the time. When was the last time you've seen or spoken to Jacqueline? Uh, at the reunion season two when I said goodbye and I hugged her. That was it? That was it. We're talking about somebody that I could leave for the diner with my kids and leave her on speakerphone in the house and come home and she's still talking like I'm there. We talked all day, every day. All day, every day. There was sometimes I had to like, Jacqueline, I'll leave you on speaker, but I got to shoot this scene right now. You remember, I literally... That's true. Literally couldn't hang up the phone. No, 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 stay on with me. I want to hear, I want to hear. And you guys would be like, nah, you got to go. And... That's when I knew things were really going in a different direction when we started to have to be private with each other. And I could feel she wasn't telling me things that were going on with her scenes either anymore. So I just, I zipped it. Literally, the shift came much with a warning. And so that's when I did say goodbye. You know, I meant it. I just really wanted her to let me go, you know, and not... Mm not make this energy continue because I didn't want that energy between us. It had gotten, you know, it, it had gotten pretty bad and, and off camera as well. And I didn't want that. I, I, I couldn't have known that. I mean, letting go is one thing, but not having that be reciprocated. I couldn't have known that 
that would still be, I'd still be a problem for them when I literally was just, I was happy and appreciative that we had our time together and I understood why it had to end. I don't understand the rest, you know. Do you miss her? Do I miss her? Um, here's the thing. I'm okay with people not being in my life that have done certain things to make me believe that they prefer not being in my life. I will never want to be around someone that doesn't value me again. I valued myself much less then than I do now. And I'm also much older now. And I, I understand that at this point in my life, there would be no way I would be friends with women like that. I wasn't friends with them prior to the show. I think that I was an easy pawn for them for their story that they wanted to drive. If I'm being 100% completely honest, I was their, their patsy. I was their person to put blame on for all the things that they needed to hide while I was in sweep under the rug, while I was thinking we were creating a friendship. So you think the other women at the time used your storyline, what you had going on, this book, to hide their secrets or things they were going through? 100%. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened the way it happened when I removed myself. It wasn't the next season that they all turned on Teresa. And then on my birthday, you know, the 42 counts of fraud, she was arrested for. My phone, I wouldn't have even known about it, but press was blowing up my phone. My daughters answered the phone, like, for TMZ or somebody, and they're like, this is TMZ, we want to know Danielle's take, and the blah, blah, blah. And my daughter's like, this is her birthday, and we want to wish her a happy birthday. Wouldn't she want this news? I said, tell them no. I, I'm not. That Why would that make me happy? I, I don't take other people's problems as a good thing. Yeah. No, one of the things that is so funny is, so you and I did season one together, and I was your producer, and then the episode started airing. And then you were so mad at me. I was banned from Danielle's house. Mm-hmm. I was banned from being Danielle's producer. Yep. Danielle sent me a text saying, you did not protect me. And me and Danielle did not film with each other for the entirety of season two. That's right. And they asked me to come back in four with you as my producer. And that's why I didn't come back. One of the reasons I didn't come back, I was still mad. And then all of a sudden I realized it was like an aha moment after the show started filming when I said I wouldn't come back when they asked me back in four, season four. And I'm like, oh, my God, Carlos is the reason they all want to apologize to me. What the fuck did I just do? Because you were I was told by, you know, your higher up, your superior herself, the owner of production, uh, Yeah, they're all, like, I think they really are sincere. Like, they've been spoken to. And I couldn't figure out. I still didn't trust anybody. I was still like, oh, my God. You know, I can't trust anyone. You know, everyone's against me. And and I was in that mindset of victim, victim, victim. And I couldn't see that you were fucking raising me up. You were trying to. And that was my open door. And I totally missed it because I... I know it was you that had spoken to them. Like, don't you feel kind of bad? Even Caroline wanted to say something. And whether it was because she was afraid that there wasn't going to be another season unless I came back or not, it didn't matter. Someone had gotten in her ear, and I believe that 
that you were one of the people that was at least one of the people, if not the only person that was saying to them, you guys want to take another look at what you might have done differently with Danielle? Something to that. You and I are friends. And listen, that's, that's, that's water under the bridge. But at that time, you felt isolated. I thought you were going behind my back and giving information that I had. Meanwhile, it was it was them. They were looking into me. You hadn't given any of my secrets away or the things that I had filmed. I just had lost so much trust. And there were rumors going around about everyone. And I, I didn't know who to believe. I really felt like there was I was alone on the island and I, I needed to isolate myself to protect myself. And um, yeah, I shut you out big time. I never took it personally because I always said to the producers, because they said to me, Danielle does not want you around her. You cannot be her producer anymore. Oh my God. Uh, and you can't go to any of her scenes. And I remember thinking to myself, I just want her to know that I understand. I Listen, I don't know what it feels like to be on a show where everybody doesn't like you. Like, that is tough. It was really rough. And it wasn't for an episode or two. Like, everybody gets their episode where everyone's hating on them. I had every episode, everyone hating on me. I lost trust for everybody. You know, it was, it was, it was because of the circumstances. And, and carrying that really started to mess with my head. That and the physical attacks, literally, you know, became a little much. So let's talk about the physical attacks. So you're talking about Ashley pulling your hair a lot of people, when they watch that episode and you're in your interview chair and you have this chunk of hair, a mm-hmm. lot of people believe, Danielle, that you went to Party City, bought a wig, <laughs> cut off some hair, and have a chunk in your interview. Yeah. Now, answer the truth. Was that your hair that Ashley pulled that you were holding in your hand during the interview? It was my hair and it had Leonard, my other favorite person in the world, who was the showrunner, had he had admitted that he was at the hospital with me, um, perhaps it would have gone a little differently. So yes. And I did get a concussion and I was hurt. Being treated like that, first of all, by somebody that I really cared for and loved and looked at like, you know, I wanted to mother her at times because I knew that's what she needed from me. And then to be I don't know. She she knew the the reasons they gave for doing what they did to me wouldn't make sense to anybody because the cameras would have let you hear me attacking Jacqueline. So that was just an excuse. And not for nothing, when was I ever in the lead at any of these fights? I was the one trying to walk away. Always. If I had to run to get away, I would run. It wasn't because I was scared. It was because I didn't want to be treated like that and have it trigger my PTSD. I didn't want to feel like I felt when I was a child. And knowing that they knew all of that made it enhanced 100 times more because there was a friendship level there where we had trust, where we shared certain things that I would have never used against them in a time of like that. You just don't do that. You don't use it against people anyway. But that's where all that came from. It was, it was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around why this was even happening. Why, why physically people are really coming at me now. 
Stay tuned for more of my conversation with Danielle. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my conversation with Danielle. Do you feel like you don't get the credit you deserve for the success of that franchise? Never have until you came out with your list. Never. My fans have tried, but, you know, nobody of recognition like you has stepped into the arena and stepped up and said, let's give Danielle. I mean, I thank my fans. I don't want them to be minimized. You know, having somebody and they've been the ones asking, well, somebody, Andy, will you say something? Somebody, will you say something? I see there because they include me in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't see it. But when you did this, it, it, it was life changing. It's career changing for me. I've been sitting here wondering, what am I going to do with all of this? I have this this fame and this platform that I've been kind of handcuffed away from using because I'm set in the stigma, you know, for the masses. But you broke broke it. You just broke right through that wall. And you, re- you reached for me. You are such an icon. You're such a legend. I mean when I say, if it wasn't for you, the Real Housewives of New Jersey would not be the hit it is today. And listen, I love Teresa. And even Teresa will admit that that table flip changed her career. That table flip would not have happened if it wasn't for you. That is her career. That's all she's known for. That... You know, and and dissing Danielle out of a paycheck twice. The person that put her on the map. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Do you feel like Teresa is responsible for you not being on The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Teresa's responsible for not allowing what happened to happen to me twice. Because she sat in front of my daughter on camera and promised that would never happen again. That she would have my back. I had her back. Until I realized she's stomping on me and using me for an excuse for that hair pull, which ended our friendship. I didn't blame her for it. I took responsibility for doing it. It was my actions. I would have never thought of doing that on my own. Ever. Ever. I did it. I regret it now. I never said that before. I apologize for the actions because I would never be violent towards another person. I was abused my whole life. I've been abused publicly by people because of my past and because of the misunderstanding. And for her being mad at me keeping her secret seemed a little bit redundant, don't you think? And then on top of it, saying, oh, well, they're not going to show that. In other words, she thought it was all going to be hidden, all going to be fine. Danielle's going to go down again. And then when I saw the outfall of that, and I said, Teresa, she wouldn't talk to me after that. Why she she literally took down every photo of us together and blocked me while we were still filming that season. Because I said, yeah, it was her idea. I didn't do that on my own. I take responsibility for the action of it. But nobody would seemed really mad at her for even suggesting it. it was just like, oh, it's all on Danielle. When that hair pull happened, were you fired from the show? Were you asked to leave or did you remove yourself from the show? No, I've never been fired from the Real Housewives. I'm glad you asked that question because so many people are getting it wrong. I resigned on Watch What Happens Live and I made it a live show January 8th, 2020 or 2021, whatever that was. And I didn't tell Andy what I came there to do. I just made him promise that it would be live. I wouldn't pre-tape. 
And so when I came on and he said, well, you had something you wanted to say. I brought Jillian on. She had a cake. I left a cake for everybody. (laughs) And uh, I said, yeah, actually, I do have something to say. I said, I'm here to let you know I will never again film with the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm done. And he's like, wait, wait. He first started like flipping through his cars. He's like, wait, wait, never? And I go, never. And then he jokes, he goes, how about with other franchises? I go, maybe. Dallas, Steph Holden was there. I said, maybe Atlanta or Dallas. Sure. But never with the Real Housewives in New Jersey will I film again. What is your relationship like now with Melissa Gorga? Uh, You know, it's so funny. I never really had a relationship with her. I tried to when I came back. I thought she was cute. And Teresa would be like, she's not cute. I guess. I guess she's cute. She'd go back and forth with it. And I'm like, I don't understand why you guys didn't get along, you know, originally. And I get the dirt from both ends. But to be honest with you, Melissa just blew me up in the first two seasons. Every day of filming, she wanted me to put her on the show. She she needed me to put her on the show. She actually said, why don't you bring the crew and the cameras and come to our house and Joey and I will film with you and we'll tell everybody about Teresa and Joe. And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't get involved in family business. And I'm not doing that now, but I can tell you now, and it was like the second season, I go, I, I'm nearing the end of the season. I'm going to leave. And when I leave, I'm I've been giving all of your information to production, to Andy Cohen, to uh, the higher ups at Bravo and at NBC Uni. And um, I'm pretty much sure that I've gotten you in your chance to be on the show. So take your shot now. Tell her all the things you need to say, but leave me out of it. I'm just giving you a chance to be on the show that you've been begging me to be on. But you wanted me to be the person that was put to blame for all of this coming out. Well, let me ask you this, because now that it has been revealed that um, Bravo is doing the Real Housewives of New York legacy, and they're going, they're going to do a reboot um, with a, a more diverse, younger cast, would you be interested if an offer was on the table for the Real Housewives of New Jersey legacy with the OGs, you, Teresa, Jacqueline, Dina, and Caroline, would you be interested in that? 100%. Ooh! I'm not making one more cast member famous again. Margaret, famous on my heels, taking me down after I befriended her when no one liked her in her first season. Jennifer, same thing. I took her under my wing, hung out with her, defended her, ran after her, helped her when Margaret was going after her. Jackie's the only one I didn't. And you know why? I don't really care because she didn't know Margaret before the show and they're pretending to have a friendship. Whatever. Who cares? Like, they're all hanging out off camera. No, you're not. You're really not. You know, I don't even hang out with them off camera. So who's hanging out with you newbies? The newbies have got to go. Sorry to say, the Jersey end. You don't like the newbies? I think it's all been done and said before. When they regurgitated my past and what hurt me, they allowed Margaret Josephs to do that at one of the reunions and call me by a name and, and say the things that she said to me, I said, there will be no one else that ever gets famous off of my past again. Baby, don't y'all just love some Danielle? She is so funny to me, so real, and just so freaking iconic. 
And I'm with Danielle. I would love to see a Real Housewives of New Jersey Legacy Edition. Guys, think about it. Teresa, Caroline, Dina, Jacqueline Larita, and Danielle Style. Baby, sign me up for that, hun. That's popcorn waiting on me as I feed my face and watch that glory. Yes, Danielle. You better produce that. So look, I love Danielle, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did talking to her. Thoughts? Opinions? Reads about my conversation with Danielle? Email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.